Welcome everybody, it's Pastor George here at Grace City Church. It's our vision to equip, empower, and encourage emerging leaders. We teach, train, and coach while the Word of God transforms. I'm so elated to take you on a journey into the presence of God. Come on, let's start right now. Welcome everybody. I am so excited as always to share these few moments with you. I pray that you have had the opportunity to go back and listen to our previous podcast, especially the most recent ones where we have been teaching on the practice of fasting. I tell you the last episode blessed me so that I had to end the podcast early and begin to really just worship the Lord and really began to speak to the Spirit and to really just begin to pour my heart out and tell him that I don't want anything more than him. There's a song by an artist that says, if you're deep in the ocean or high on the mountain, Lord, my worship will chase you. My one desire is to never be too far away. Lord, my worship, my heart, my love it will chase you. And so I hope that's your prayer. And I believe it's your prayer. If you've been committed to listening to our podcast, I believe that's your prayer, that your prayer is, Lord, I desire you like the deer panteth after the water. So does my soul long for thee. And we've been teaching from some practical biblical principles that the Lord has given me just throughout my life and experiences and through the power of fasting. Also, we've been sharing from a book by Jensen Franklin entitled Fasting. If you have not yet got this book, it is a great source of material. It is full of biblical principles and is full of wisdom, instruction, knowledge, and definitely understanding. So last time before we had to end our podcast in worship, we was on this phrase and we'll start here again today. And it says, they ate themselves, talking about Adam and Eve, out of God's provision and plan for their lives and out of his magnificent present. But their stomachs were temporarily satisfied. And we still suffer the consequences of their appetites today but their stomachs were temporarily satisfied. If you haven't had the opportunity to go back and listen to our previous podcast up to this point, I pray that after today's episode, you go back and listen. But we want you to wait until after this episode is over. And I'll share with you that we talked about that when we fast here at Grace City, we fast for a spiritual purpose. And we're not just talking about food. We're talking about any desire, anything in your life that grabs your attention, that distracts you, that sometimes you pay more attention to it than you do your spiritual health or your spiritual growth or your spiritual maturation. And those are the things that we have been giving up. We are incorporating fasting into our daily life, the practice of fasting into our daily life. And we are currently fasting from 6 p.m., to 6 a.m. So when you hear me say the word eat or ate, I don't just want you to think about food. I want you to think about those desires. We even shared on a previous podcast sometimes that some people need to fast from coffee. 
and how our desire for coffee could be so simple. But it's every day, every day, I feel like I have to have it. And if I don't have it, I have a bad day. If I don't have it, I, I can't stay awake. As if prayer and grace and, and joy of salvation aren't our daily nutritions, aren't the things that we need to live daily. It's not like he hasn't given us supernatural provision every day. And sometimes it's the simple things that we need to get away from. So when you hear me say, say the word ate or eat, don't just think about food. Think about that desire that you need to give up, that you need to sacrifice for a spiritual purpose. So it says their stomachs, we're temporarily satisfied. I don't want you to just think about your stomach. That area was temporarily satisfied. I did it. I gave in. I, I, I gave into it. And when it, I gave into it, it was a temporary satisfaction. Only for a moment. That when they decided to eat the fruit, the taste of the fruit only lasted for a moment. What, what is your fruit? What is your fruit? What is that thing that you're putting before God? And it only lasts for a moment that, that oh God, I know, our Holy Spirit, I know you want me to pray. But my episode has just five more minutes. And if you could give me Five more minutes in this, but the Holy Spirit is nudging you saying, come on, now is the moment. But it's, it's inconvenient, Holy Spirit. I'm working on this project. I'm on a roll. I've got it where I want it to be. I just can't stop right now to talk to you. Oh, but I've got to go see about this person. I've got to go see about that person. I just don't have time. I'm in the middle of my game. I'm in the middle of talking to my friend. Holy Spirit, it is so inconvenient for me to talk to you right now. But he said, for a moment, you're temporarily satisfied. You ever done something and you know it was against God's will and you know it satisfied you for a moment, but after that moment was over, you felt so guilty and you told yourself it wasn't even worth it. That literally lasted for a moment. It literally felt good, tastes good, was good in that moment. It wasn't even that funny for you if it was TV. In that moment, it wasn't even worth going to the store to get it. In that moment, you ever done something uh, in a moment and made an impulsive decision? And then after you made a decision, it was not even worth the temporary satisfaction. It wasn't even worth it. They ate the fruit and gave them temporary satisfaction for a moment. And we still suffer the consequences of their appetite today. Women can attest to that. Women can attest to that. Because they followed their craving. They went after their undisciplined desire because they followed slowfulness for somebody. They followed the road of laziness. They followed the road of procrastination. They followed the road of ungodliness, uncleanliness, because they followed the road of not being strategic 
because they followed the road of disobedience, because they followed the road of unfaithfulness and, and, and their lust to do things their own way and not God's way. Their, their, their lust for that perversion, their lust for, for that image that they went after, their lust for success, for that position. Let them write out of the presence of God. Look at this. Who is going to suffer if you make the wrong decision? I know. I know that people don't want to be that responsible. I know that people don't want to carry that weight of responsibility and know that your decisions that you make don't just affect you, but there are people that be, are behind you that you cannot even see that will be affected by your decision. See, a lot of people don't think for the future, futuristic. They don't think forward. They don't think future forward. They think behind. They think the past or they think now. But if you make decisions based upon your past or beyond because of your now, you miss every person in the future. See, I purposely, as a pastor, as a man of God, as a husband, as a brother, as a son, I purposely try to make decisions now that are futuristic, that will set people up in their future because there are people that are coming behind me that I don't even know who need me to make the right decision right now. And I know it makes you uncomfortable to know that you carry that much weight, that much responsibility. You mean to tell me I can't let my hair down? I can't be me? No, because somebody in the future that I don't even know depends on my decision right now. And I've got to make the right decision right now because someone is going to need this later. Adam and Eve had no idea that their desire, their craving, their lust, them giving in to the temptation, the lie of the enemy was going to affect people they would never, ever meet in their life. Think about your mentor. Think about the person you follow. Think about someone that you looked up to. The decision they made to adjust their life to the plan and the promise of God affected your life. Wow, today's word is lit. Our acronym for lit is love ignites truth. This word today being taught in love is igniting the truth of God's word within me. We want you to be connected and committed to what God is doing here at Grace City Church. And all you have to do is press one button, subscribe. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor, and immediately be updated anytime there's a new message. I want you to feel free to leave a review, rate us, get connected with us so you know what's going on at Grace City. Well, I'm excited to get back into the word and I promise you it's going to be lit. So I need you to know that the decisions you make aren't just for you, but they're for every person behind you, your children's 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 friends, 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 children. Jesus said, Father, I don't just pray for these, but I pray for those who are far off. 
I pray for those who are far off that Martin Luther King had to make some decisions then that would affect history now. That, that Obama before had to make some decisions then that has affected the trajectory of history now. He had to discipline some desires then that that would that change the course of me, the, of your of my life, your life now. That we had the opportunity to vote for an African American president. That that there was some disciplines, some desires, some cravings, some temptations, some lust. He could not give in to your mentor, your mentor, whoever your mentor is, whoever your spiritual leader is, or spiritual guide is. There were some decisions they have had to make. They had to make some decisions, and if they would have altered their decisions, maybe it would have altered your life. But they had to think of the moment, my decision is not just about me. My decision to do right when nobody is looking is not just about me. My decision not to follow after the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not just about me. Listen to this. Esau was a hunter. His father delighted in him because of the abundance of meat he brought to the table. But when Esau returned from the field one day, perhaps having had no success in the hunt, he was hungry. His brother Jacob was about to have a simple meal of soup and bread. So Esau, insisting he was famous, begged Jacob for the same meal. When he impulsively agreed to exchange his birthright for it, Jacob gave Esau bread and stew. Then he ate and drank, arose and went his way. Then Esau despised his birthright. That's Genesis 25 and 34, excuse me. Esau sold his coveted birthright because of his allegiance to King's stomach. Esau comes in from the field. He's hungry. He's worked all day hunting, but he's unsuccessful. His brother is making a pot of stew by the name of Jacob. I would tell you, you never heard this story. You need to go read Genesis 25. Esau comes in, tells Jacob, please give me your soup. He tells him, I'll even give you my birthright. He's the oldest brother. The birth, A part of the birthright is when the father dies, everything comes down to you first. When the father dies, you are next in line to receive the inheritance and then the inheritance will forever be in your lineage of your sons. You will give what you give to the brothers, and he will go on with his sons, but it is your birthright. He gives, he gives his birthright over to his youngest brother, goes against history and culture and tradition, everything that's his, he throws it away for a moment of satisfaction. For a moment of satisfaction, for his belly 
to be a, a fool, not even fool because it's eating soup, for his belly to have something in it. He gives up his birthright. He gives up property, inheritance, position, the promise, the plan. He gives it up because he's lusting for food. He's lusting for a craving. His desire is not disciplined. He's not disciplined enough to say, no, I can't have this right now. I want it. I'm hungry. I, I, I can get it. But now is not the time for me to play this. Now is not the time for me to scroll. Now is, not, now is the time I should spend with the Holy Spirit when I want it. I got to have it. I got to have it. I got to have it. I got to do it. I got, I'm, I'm upset. I got to go off. I got to go off. I, I got to let them know. I got to put my religion to the side. I got to let them know just because I'm Christ-like doesn't mean I'm mice-like and it's eight of y'all and y'all probably going to uh, jump me. So, I'm, you know, I, I, I got I to gotta let them know. I got to let them know. I, you know, I want to stay saved. Uh, I ain't going to start cussing. I want to stay saved. I ain't going to start fussing. But, uh, but, but, but for a moment, for a moment, I got to give in to this anger. For a moment, I got to lash out. I got to let them know. And, and, and you finna give for, for one moment. For one moment to be right. Uh, my father used to say, you can be dead right for one moment. One moment. He gave up his birthright. Because he had an allegiance with King's stomach. What do you have an allegiance with? God had a plan a destiny, a will for Esau's life, but his lust for food and instant gratification was more important. He was impulsive. God had a plan, a destiny, and a will for Esau's life, but his lust for food and instant gratification was more important. But his lust for, underline. Your lust for, underline. Will you allow your lust for, which will give you instant gratification, to be more important? His lust for. For that instant gratification, that moment, that moment. Pleasure for a moment. You got to be careful for this pleasure for a moment. Perversion gives you pleasure for a moment. Scheming, manipulating gives you pleasure and you might can try to keep making those moments happen. Keep making, when I do this, I keep making those moments happen and you keep taking yourself right out of the wheel of God. You keep taking yourself further down that road. God is still here. God still loves you. People say, well, God loves me. God still loves you. He didn't stop loving you. But you taking yourself right out of his presence. And what you don't know is he's saying, I'm still here. I love you. But you keep going further and further and further and further. And he's saying, come back to me. You know, he's like the prodigal son's father. The prodigal son's father had real love for him. The prodigal son's father had so much love for the son that he let him go. Mm. The prodigal father had so much love for the son 
that he let him go. Let me show you something. And real love said, I won't chase you. Go. Go spend your money on riotous living. See, people think real love is people running after them, chasing them down, chasing people down, chasing them down. Oh, God says, no, I love you. But, but you want to go out. You want to follow your lust. You want to go out of my wheel. You want to go out of my plan. You want to go out of my promise, Esau. You want to sell your birthright. Adam and Eve, you all got left peace and went to fear. Go on. The father stayed in the kingdom. The father did not take off his crown and stop being a king because the son decided he wanted to live a riotous life. The father kept on being a king and love commands you to stay where you are. Who am I talking to? Love commands you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Even when they're in the pig pen, love requires you not to go down to the pig pen and get them out. But love requires you to stay in the kingdom and keep on ruling until the work of God is done. He had a plan for him, but a moment for instant gratification was more important. The prodigal son had a moment for instant gratification. He wanted to be uh, He wanted to be satisfied. That I've got to follow my desire. I've got to follow my craving. Got to follow my lust. When he asked his father for that inheritance, he basically told his father, "You're dead to me." I pray the word of God transformed your life like it's doing mine. Could you do me a favor here at Grace City? Could you subscribe to our podcast, whether on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor? Leave us a review, rate us, let us know how the word of God has been impacting your life. Once you subscribe, do me another favor. Send this word to one of your family members your neighbors, your friends, and even tell your enemy that your deliverance has come. If you'd like to be connected to Grace City Church, please do not be afraid to email us, leave a review on the bottom of our podcast, and let us know that you want to be connected and committed to what God is doing here at Grace City Church. God is doing some great things, and he has a great work for us to do. And truth be told, we can't do it without you.